the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Amen. Come with me to Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. We've been exploring series of teaching on prayer and we just digress a bit into one thing that we also have to deal with when we are praying and that has to do with the ministry of angels. Let's read it together. Therefore, if you are Christ, let's go. Therefore, if you are Christ, then and it's according to the promise. Say, I am Christ. I am Abraham's seed. I'm an heir according to the promise. It says, if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Somebody say, I'm an heir according to the promise. Now, if you are an heir, then you need to know the content of the package to which you are an heir. I'm an heir according to the promise. Let's look at one of the things that as an heir you are entitled to. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13. Hebrews 1 13. It said, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy fools too. Are they not all? Somebody say, Are they not all? Ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them. Who shall be heirs of salvation? Say, I'm an heir of salvation. Angels minister for me. I'm an heir of salvation. Angels minister for me. They minister to God, but they minister for you. And so we said that angels are very important part of our supernatural life. When you got born again, you cease to function in the natural realm and you began your supernatural life. The Bible says the wind blows where it listed and thou heareth the sound thereof, but thou canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Somebody say, I'm born of a spirit. I'm born of a spirit. Say it. Once you are born of the spirit, the Bible says that you function in a supernatural way. And one of the elements in our supernatural life is the ministry of angels. Angels have an assignment they minister for in our lives. And we need to understand them until we know them. There is no way we can make the most of them. The Bible says you shall know the truth. Somebody say, I shall know the truth. And the truth shall make me free. Lately, I've been thinking about a lot of things we have and the misrepresentations around them and how we are denying the benefit of the things that we have in Christ because of the misrepresentations around them. A lot of things we have, a lot of things we have, but there's a lot of misrepresentations around them. Sometimes the wrong people exhibit them in the wrong way. And so people just decide that this is an area. I was listening to somebody, I think, over the weekend. No, say over the weekend, about a couple of weeks ago. And the way he was lambasting a particular ministry gift. I said, hey. I said, hey. He was just lambasting and lambasting, lambasting. Listen, I, I tell, sometimes I tell pastors, listen. The fact that you function in a certain office does not mean you must disregard other ministries. The Bible says, when he ascended on high, next year I will teach on ministry gifts. I will teach on ministry gifts, every one of the ministry gifts, and how we need to open up to ministry gifts. And sometimes I think the greatest challenge usually is with the church. 
because churches actually sometimes are the source of that confusion around ministry gifts we don't understand the ministry gifts so we tend to place one over the other <laughs> instead of appreciating all of it so when you meet a pastor he's all condemning of prophets when you meet an evangelist he's all condemning of uh, teachers we must all go out how can we all go out praise the Lord how can we all go out how can we all go out when you meet a teacher oh no <laughs> every other thing is nonsense <laughs> praise the Lord Hallelujah. but was that how Jesus designed it to function no the Bible said when he has ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. Some teachers, some prophets, some pastors for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. But we'll get there. Turn to the message, we'll get there. Yeah. Okay, so we are trying to discover the truth about angels. Somebody say angels. Now, angels are part of your life, whether you are conscious of it or not. The reason why I'm doing the teaching is for you to become conscious of them. Because whatever is available for you in Christ, if you don't know it, you can never enjoy the dividends of it. The Bible says they know not. I think in Psalm 82, verse 5 to 6, they know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Then he said, sadly, you will die like mere men because they do not understand. So God will not be able to help you beyond the point of your understanding and knowledge. Okay, so we started by exploring biblical truth. Today, I may put a pause on it and then maybe during the first fire week next week, we may just look at the ministry of angels in the life of Jesus and then uh, apply it to our lives because all through scripture from Genesis to Revelation, if there is one topic that is talked about or mentioned, receives a lot of mention in scripture it has to do with angels angels are spoken about from genesis to revelation from the first book of the bible to the last book of the bible from the time jesus birth was prophesied to the time he went on the cross every part of his life angels were there maybe next week when we begin to explore you understand how angels played a part in his birth the prophecy of his birth before jesus was born mary was visited by the angel gabriel and told him when jesus was born angels were right on hand to appear to the shepherds to tell them what to do uh, all and on, on and on and on and on when he was about to ascend angels were there to see him ascend when he's coming back to take us angels will come back with him every aspect of his life angels are there every aspect there is no aspect of the life of Jesus. That's why he enjoyed the kind of life he enjoyed. People wanted to kill him 24-7, but they couldn't kill him until he finished. You will finish your task. So we started exploring biblical truths about angels. What does the Bible say about angels? Number one, we said angels are created beings. Shall we say it? Angels are created. Yeah, angels are created beings. Angels were created by God. And then number two, we said angels are supernatural beings. The Bible says, whether they be thrones, visible and invisible, all things were created by him and for him. They are supernatural beings. The Bible said, they are ministering spirits. And then number three, we said angels are invisible beings. Somebody say invisible beings. And then of course, we talked about the fact that angels are eternal beings. They don't die. Angels live eternally. Whether they are living eternally with God or they are living eternally in the lake of fire as we know with fallen angels. Angels are emotional beings. Somebody say angels are emotional beings. And then angels have a will. They have a will. They have a will. Number seven, we said angels witness Satan's rebellion in heaven. They have been around much longer than we have been around. Before the world was created, angels were present. And we said angels were created before man. Angels are holy. Angels have ranks. Angels are countless in number. Number 12, we said angels are what? Wise and intelligent. Somebody say wise and intelligent. Angels are faster than humans. Number 14, angels are powerful and physically strong. Somebody say powerful, powerful. and physically strong. physically strong. 
Sometimes when people talk about spiritual warfare, really, they make it look like it is God who is fighting demonic entities for us. Maybe I should have asked that question before I ask. When you think about spiritual warfare, what comes to your mind? What is the picture that you have? When you pray, Lord, deal with this situation for me, how do you see the situation dealt with? Do you see that God will step in physically and then get things done or not? It all has to do with angels. I saw this about the power of angels. The last time I think I talked to you, up to you about how one angel was able to slay 185,000 soldiers. How many of you remember that? Now look at what will happen to Satan. One angel will deal with Satan. Revelation chapter 20 verse 1 to 3. <laughs> when you understand these things, you will not worry about how powerful Satan is. Satan is full of tricks, no doubt. But he is not as powerful. Look, I saw an angel. Somebody say, I saw an angel. I didn't say I saw a host of angels. I saw an angel come down from heaven. Having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. It's time for Satan to be locked out for good. And one angel is going to... This is after the tribulation, after this, the rapture of the saints and all of that. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil. He wants you to know who you are dealing with. He said, that old dragon, the serpent, which is the devil, Satan, and bound him a thousand years. How many angels will bind Satan? How many angels? One angel will bind Satan and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the whole nations no more. Till the thousand years shall be fulfilled. After that, he may be lose a little season. <laughs> so when we make Satan look like he's super powerful, the Bible said he has assigned ministering spirit to us. So when it has to do with demons and little elements, those people, you don't even waste much authority on them. Number 15, angels serve as angels are subject to Christ. Somebody say angels are subject to Christ. Okay, last week, Pastor Ray walked us through some limitations. And what I just talked to you about had to do with the abilities of angels. Last week, Pastor Ray helped us to see the limitations of angels. Angels are limited. Somebody say angels are limited. Yeah, in spite of this great power, the intelligence and all, they are limited in many ways. And one among a number of limitations is that they do not marry. If you hear somebody who has a wife and children and say he's an angel, be careful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Angels do not marry. Angels do not marry. Angels do not know all things. Somebody said they don't know all things. Yeah, they don't know all things. Angels are limited in knowledge. Angels are limited. Angels cannot be in different places at the same time. They are limited. They can be in different places at the same time. They are not omnipotent. Angels are not all powerful. They are not all powerful. Angels do not preach the gospel in this age. That is a limitation they have. If you look at the book of Acts, they assisted people to preach the gospel, but they themselves don't preach the gospel. When he came, he said, the angel went to him. Instead of preaching, he said, send for somebody. Why will you send for somebody if you are with me? You know what I need. Give it to me. But that's a limitation they have. But in the next age, that is when they cannot indwell man. Angels don't take the place of a Holy Spirit. This one is very important. Angels are never meant to be worshipped. Any being that claims or desires or calls for worship has to be demonic. Demonic entities called for worship. None of those entities are expected to be worshipped. When Satan came, he said, bow down and worship me. That's one of the sure signs that you are dealing with Satan. One of the sure signs that you are dealing with a demonic entity is when they crave for worship. Worship only belongs to God. Somebody say an amen. Now today we want to look at the work of angels briefly. And number one, I want you to appreciate that angels take interest in human affairs. Angels are very, very much interested in what happens around us. Very, very much interested. The Bible said they are happy and excited every time a soul comes to the Lord. That means they are very concerned. They are very, very much interested in the happenings around our lives. 
Every time a soul gets saved, angels throw a party and they celebrate. Wild party goes on. There is great celebration in heaven. Every time a soul gets saved in heaven. Again, we are told that they were very concerned about salvation. Look at this. First Peter chapter 1 verse 10 to 12. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that will come to you. Somebody say an amen. amen. Yeah. If there is one thing that has been a mystery to prophets and angels in the ages past, it has to do with the salvation that we have in Christ. That's why you must not take your salvation for granted. Every time Paul talked about people coming to the knowledge of Christ, he said, I cannot cease to thank God for you. Every time I think about your faith, I give glory to God because of what you have in Christ. Because that was something the prophets prophesied about. They longed to be part of it, but it was reserved only for us. Somebody say an amen. amen. Not only were the prophets, he said, of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and said carefully, who prophesied of the grace that will come to you? So they spoke about the fact that in the last days, a generation will come, the Holy Ghost will indwell them. They are going to be unique. The law of God will be written in their hearts. These were things that Jeremiah and the other prophets prophesied about, but they were not given the opportunity and the privilege to be partakers of it. And here we are, we have received it freely. Go down to verse 11. The Bible talks about setting what and what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that will follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves but also to us they were ministering. The things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. The things, somebody say the things, which angels desire to do what? Look into. The prophets were trying to get access. Angels are also trying to get access. And here you are, you have received it freely. That's why Apostle Paul was so crazy. He said, if any man preach another gospel other than that which I preach, let him be a case. Because this is something God has taken years. It has been in the heart of God. He has worked it over the ages and he has brought the manifestation so he cannot withstand it being corrupted for a second. Angels take interest in human affairs. Number two, angels work for God. Angels work for God. Therefore, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, therefore angels are only his servants. Somebody say his servants. Angels are God's servants and so they work for God. Spirits sent to care for people who inherit salvation. Apart from caring for those of us who have inherited salvation, angels also do other things. They carry out many responsibilities for God. Way beyond meeting our needs, attending to our daily chores, angels also minister. Look at Psalm 103 verse 20 to 21. Praise the Lord, ye angels. You mighty ones who carry out his. Who carry out his. So angels carry out the plans of God. Angels carry out his plans. Yes, praise the Lord. Listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord. You armies of angels who serve him and do his will. That's one of the things angels do. They do the will of God. One of his will is that they take care of us and protect us. But beyond that, there are many other will of God that angels execute. Number three, angels receive instructions from God and report to him. Angels receive. Somebody say, angels receive. Angels. Say it aloud. Angels receive, angels receive. instructions from God and they care for him. Angels. Say, angels receive, angels receive. instructions from God, instructions from God. And, care for him. and care for him. Yeah. Angels don't take instructions from you. Maybe I should tell you this. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Angels don't take instructions from you. Angels receive instructions from God and they care about God and report to him. Praise the Lord. It's very important we appreciate this. Jesus was speaking. Let's look at this. Matthew 26 verse 52 to 53. I said angels don't take instructions from you. They take instructions from God. And I will show you where you come in to give them instruction. And how you can instruct them. You don't give them instruction. They take instructions from God. 
but there is a window for you to also address them and i'll show you shortly look at matthew chapter 26 verse 52 to 53 jesus said to him put your sword in it oh talk back to me put your sword in it for all who take the sword will perish by the okay all verse 53 let's read it together or do you think that I cannot now pray to my and he will provide me with more than that's a structure, that's a line of authority he said I can now pray to my father and my father, he didn't say I will instruct the angels, I can now pray to my father and my father will give the instructions because they are the servants of God and they minister at his instructions, somebody say an amen great so when it comes to the last point which has to do with engaging your angels that's when you will see how we can also engage the ministry of angels but angels report to god look at job 1 6 now there was a day when the sons of god came to present themselves before the lord they came to give report the sons of god there i told you earlier at the early part of the teaching that the sons of god they represent angels that's one of the biblical uh, descriptions of angels. Sometimes they are referred to as shining stars. Sometimes they are referred to as stars. Sometimes they are referred to as uh, sons of God. This one is not you and I. As many as receive him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. No, this one has to do with heavenly beings, angels. Again, chapter 2, verse 1. And there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. He also came to give his report. And just report to God. And just report to God. The Bible says in Matthew 18.10, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I said to you that in heaven there are angels. Always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. They always give report. Timely report. Somebody say an Amen. Number five, angels are more specialized in their work. Somebody say, angels are more specialized in their work. Angels are more specialized in their work. Say it again. Yeah, angels are more specialized in their work. If you go to the field of engineering, we have chemical engineers, we have electrical engineers, we have mechanical engineers, all kinds of engineers, geological engineers, civil engineers, all these categories are there. They are various specialties. When you say, I'm an engineer, I want to know which type of engineer are you. The moment we say, ask you, you're an engineer, say, I'm an engineer. And you say, uh, which one? You say, I'm an engineer. It means you are not. If you are an engineer, we want to know which area you function, which specific area you function. You cannot be a general merchant. You have to be specialized in your work. And angels are specialized in their works. One of the things they do is that, apart from they all being described as messengers, there are angels that deliver information and messages. And we see Gabriel as one of such angels. Look at Luke chapter 1 verse 19. He talked about that. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. You see that in the book of Daniel, Gabriel also appeared to bring information. Again and again, we see that. So those are angels. We can look at them as media angels or information ministers. Praise the Lord. Then, of course, we also have warrior angels. Somebody say warrior angels. Revelations 12, verse 7 to 9. If you look at the book of Daniel, when Gabriel brought the information, that's all you could do. At the time he brought the information, there was contention, but he couldn't involve himself because he is not equipped for the fight. If he had tried, they would have broken his teeth because he did not qualify. He didn't have the asna and the, and the wherewithal to fight. So the Bible said he had to uh, be held hostage until a warrior angel, Michael, came in. And when Michael came in, the war was over. Look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 9. So when you are deploring angels, you should know which one you are deploring. If you need some angels, Lord, I pray <laughs> for the release of your messenger angels. Let them pick my file and send it to where it needs to be so my promotion will not be delayed. If you send Michael on such an error, somebody's still to go. <laughs> now look at this. The Bible said, and war broke out where? In heaven. Somebody say, war broke out in heaven. War 
this will be very good for Sunday. War broke out in heaven. War broke out in heaven. If war has not broken out in your relationship before, it's not proper. Both of you are specialists at pretending. That's who you are. And the day war breaks out, it will be over. If there is no war in the relationship, at all, at all, either one of you has been domesticated. <laughs> Your brain is frozen. <laughs> or both of you are not real. War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels did what? Fought. Michael and his angels did what? They fought. There was war and they fought. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan. Who deceived the whole world? He was cast out to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Are you following? Okay, so there are warrior angels. And then, of course, we are also told they are worshipping angels. All the angels stood around the throne. Revelation 7, 12 to 13. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God. They are worshipping angels. When you take a look at this scripture, you see that in heaven, we don't only have angels. Do you see that? There are a lot of uh, supernatural entities in heaven. Most of the time, when we think about heaven, we only think about God and angels. But there are other beings there. He says, and all the angels stood around the throne and the elders. The elders are some supernatural beings. The four living creatures are also there, fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped the Lord. And they saying, amen, amen, blessing and glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor and power and might. Be unto our God forever and ever. Say amen and amen. amen. Okay, number six. Angels usually appear in the form of men to fulfill their ministry to us. And this is very, very important. Angels usually appear in the form of men. There are angels who have come to your office and probably you didn't receive them. Angels have come to your home, you probably didn't design them. Angels have met you on a bus, you probably didn't know. But from today, may your eyes be open. May you be sensitive to their presence. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because usually when angels appear, most of the time, one of the things they said is that, do not be afraid. Because when you see an angel for real, you are likely to fear him. So, in order to eliminate your fears, God will usually send them to you in the form of men. They will appear to you in the form of men. Through the Old Testament, all through, you see that happening. Look at the book of Genesis, chapter 19. Genesis 19. Now two angels came to Sodom in the evening. And Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Alright? Now look at this. And he said, Hear now, my Lord. Please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and watch... Now, please follow these things I'm saying very closely because when we come to Hebrews, I will just make mention of it, but you'll understand it from this context. When you are very hospitable, you get the privilege of meeting angels. Hospitality, generosity, gives you access to the ministry of angels. Look at that. The Bible says, and he said, please stand in your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go your way. And they said, no, but we will spend the night in the open square. Look at verse 3. But he insisted strongly. So they turned into him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked and leave him bread and they ate. Verse 4. Now before they lay down, the men of the city, please take note. The men of the city. The men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. Please, I want you to take note very well because, you see, the men of Sodom were not spiritual people. They were not. They were very, very carnal people. So, for them to notice these people, these people did not come as supernatural beings at all. Look at that. And they called to Lord and said, where are the angels that came? Is that what is written there? Where are the angels that where are the men that came to you? 
Bring them out that we may know them carnally. Want to have sex with them? Bring them. We want them. They are very fine. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> LGBTQ+. <laughs> Sodom. Sodom, that's where it started from. That's why it's called Sodom. Sodom. That's where it started from. Say, bring us the men. We have exhausted all the men in our city. We need fresh men. Bring them to us. They saw them and requested for them. We want to know them carnally. Now, before they lay down, we want to know them carnally. So, angels appear in the form of what? In their ministry to us. Now, look at Judges. Judges 13, verse 2 and 3. Judges 13, 2 and 3. Now, there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danite, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have born no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Take note, an angel of the Lord. Did you see that? An angel of the Lord did what? Appeared to him. Now come to verse 6. The woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me. <laughs> are you following? A man of God. An angel came. She saw the angel as a man of God. He took the form of a man of God. A man of God came to me. And his countenance was like the countenance of an angel. Very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was from. And he did not tell me his name. Verse 7, please. And he said to them, Behold, you shall conceive and bear son. Now drink no wine or similar drink. Nor eat anything unclean, for the child shall be a Nazareth to God to the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to God and said, Oh my Lord, please let the, let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah and the angel. Somebody say the angel. Came to the woman. Again, as she was sitting in the field, but Manoah, her husband was not with her. <laughs> okay. Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said, Look there. Look there. Look there. Who came to me the other day had just appeared to me. So Manoah rose and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said to the man, Are you the man who spoke? Are you following what I'm teaching? Angels will come to you in the form of men. There is a way you can meet angels. In fact, we will come to Hebrews because Hebrews puts it in a very, maybe later on. I'm not too sure I may be able to do that this year, but next, next year hopefully, when I come back to angels, I will show you how to be sensitive and not miss angelic visitations. Yeah. When they appear before you or they come around you, they may not look like the way you want them to look. Again, look at Daniel chapter 9 verse 20 to 22. A guest preacher may be an angel sent to you. God may just use him to speak to you. Look at that. While I was speaking, praying, confessing my sin and the sin of the people Israel and making my request to the Lord my God for his holy hill. Look at this. Let's start from verse 20. While I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man, somebody say the man. The man I had seen in an earlier vision. When he saw Gabriel, he appeared as a man. Amen? Again, Mark chapter 16, verse 5. Mark 16, 5. I can show you one after the other. In the book of Acts, when Jesus was about to ascend, the Bible says, the angels came. Two men were in white apparel. Again, look here. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man. A young what? clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. That was an angel. 24, Luke 24, 3 to 6. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus and it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then they said as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here, but he's risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. Say, angels appear in the form of men. Yeah, in fulfilling their ministry to us in particular, they take on the identity of men. They are supernatural beings 
But in order for us to relate with them and receive from them, they take on the form of men. And then, of course, number seven for tonight, there are biblical ways to put your angels to work. Somebody say there are biblical ways. Or say there are biblical ways. Yeah, there are biblical ways to put your angels to work. Let's go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 10 and let's see. And this is where prayer becomes an important aspect of our work with God. Prayer. Acts chapter 12 verse 1. Prayer, 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 prayer. Acts 12 verse 1. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church intending to persecute them. New King James, please. He had James, the brother of John. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Verse 3. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleaving bread. Verse 4. So when he had arrested Peter, he put him where? In prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after the Passover. But Peter was therefore kept where? But what happened? Constant prayer was so if you want to enjoy the ministry of angels, constant prayer is important. Constant prayer. Constant prayer. Constant prayer. Haven't you realized that the more prayerful you become, the more you have positive coincidences? <laughs> People call it coincidences. It's, it's just divine orchestrations. Angels step in to begin to orchestrate things for you. The more prayerful you become. That therefore, constant prayer was offered to him, to God, for him, by the church. Verse 6. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains, between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Verse 7. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by, and a light soon in the, dark, in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side, and raised him, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Verse 8. Then the angel said to him, Get yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. Verse 9. And he went out and followed him and did not know what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Because the way James went, he actually thought he was gone already. He never imagined he could come out. So it was like a vision. Verse 10. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street. And immediately the angel departed from him. Now go on to verse 11. Let's see what happened. This is not prison break that you are afraid. This is how many of you have watched prison break before? <laughs> this is not the kind of prison break that you are out and you are hiding. No. When Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent this angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Every demonic expectation concerning you, even as the year comes to an end, I declare that that expectation is disappointed. We deplore angels to watch over you and preserve you and everything that concerns you. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. We declare and decree. We deplore angels. Prayerfully deplore angels to take care of you and everything that concerns you. Your household, your children, your wife, anything that is yours, we declare that is safe. In the mighty name of Jesus, every demonic expectation concerning your life, every satanic expectation concerning your life, in the name of Jesus, I declare they are thwarted in the name of Jesus. You will not die. You will live to see the end of the year. You will be here when January 1st comes. You'll be here January 2022. You'll be here December 2022. You will fulfill the number of your days. So it shall be in your life. Humbly take your seat. He said, He has delivered me from the expectation. Verse 12. Verse 12. Give me verse 12. So when he had considered, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. When many had gathered together praying, verse 13. I like what happened here. 
As Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. Now look at this. Look at this. This was how these guys were so used to the ministry of angels. They said, but they said to him, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting it was so. So they said, it is his angel. Yeah. It is not him. It is his angel. So they could identify the angels of people. Yeah. When Pastor Pe's angels appeared, they could see that this is Pastor Pe's angel. Those guys were supernatural entities. <laughs> They say it is his angel. Young girl. There are times you pray and pray and pray about a thing and when the result is delivered, sometimes you yourself you are fighting the result. Look at verse 16. Now Peter continued knocking and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. May you receive astonishing answers to prayer. Astonishing answers to prayer. Amazing answers to prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus. Verse 17. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the angel had brought him out of the prison and said, this is what I want you to do, and said, go tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. 18. Then as soon as it was there, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter because they were about to lose their jobs. But when Herod had sent for him and not found him, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Peter. <laughs> now Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, but they came to him with one accord. And having made Blastos, the king's personal aide, their friend, they asked for peace because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. One of the things I wanted to point out to you is that angels can be put to work through prayer. Somebody say prayer. Yeah. When we pray amongst the agents we deplore or the, the agents God uses to meet our needs in scripture, again and again, God used angels to bring answers to people. Angels are deployed. That is one way we put angels to work through prayer. Jesus also told us this in Matthew 26, verse 52 to 53. He said, do you not think I cannot now pray? Give me verse 53. I cannot now pray. Somebody say, I cannot now pray. Yeah. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than. So when we pray, we give God an opportunity to release angels. Yeah. There are people that angels can be deployed to transfer from their office for you to have peace. If they have to move, God can move them. And I see people move for your sake. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the part I like most is speaking God's word. <laughs> this is an area a lot of people don't know to do. Speaking, keeping the word of God on your lips. If you want to command angels, you command them by speaking the word of God. Yeah. yeah, you command them by speaking the word of God. Look at this. Psalm 103 verse 20. Bless the Lord. Ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandment, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Somebody say the voice of his word. Say the voice of his word. Now, how will angels hear the voice of God's word? We have the written word. We have the voice of the word when the word is on your lips. Every time you speak the word of God, you are giving voice to the word of God. Every time you speak, you are giving voice to the word of God. This is the written word of God. When you put it on your lips. Oh, see how uh, the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Let me show you something there. He said, suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before an angel it was an error. Wherefore should the angels be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of your hands? Somebody said, train your mouth. Yeah, you have to be very careful. In good times and the bad times. That's why. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. When you are poor, you say you are rich because every time you are speaking the word of God, angels are standing at attention to meet your needs. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to say, neither say thou before an angel. Oh, it was a mistake. Hey, my word. Oh, it was a mistake. No. No. Things are tough. Oh. 
in the crowd, they say we should speak positively. <laughs> you are late. The Bible said, this book of the law shall not depart. Two weeks ago, I taught on the power of confession. Yeah. And next year, I will teach on mind your words. He says, suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before an angel, it was an error. Wherefore, should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of your hands? Suffer not, suffer not, suffer not. The Bible said, he said, can bitter water and sweet water come from the same fountain? He said, no. You cannot be speaking weakness and success and failure at the same time. You have to train your mouth to speak what God speaks. Yeah. No matter what I feel in my body, I refuse to confess I am sick. I refuse to say I'm dying. No, 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 no. 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 It's a spiritual discipline. One of the things that God changed when we got born again, he gave us a new tongue. That's why you have a new tongue. You have a new heart. You have a new mind. You have to renew your mind. And you have a new tongue. Yeah, You have to speak what God speaks about you. What God says about you is what you say about yourself. Every other thing is wrong. Sometimes we speak to be liked. We speak to win sympathy. We speak to be understood by men. No. As for human beings, there's a way you speak and human beings will be sympathetic to your cause. But it doesn't work like that with God. He says, say not that before an angel. It was an error. Wherefore should God be angry with thy voice and destroy the work of your hands? Speak. Can you imagine? Angels were all around Job. All around Job. And yet he was in fear 24-7. The Bible says, has thou not made an head around him? Go to, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Job 1 verse 9 and 10. Job 1, 9 and 10. Quickly, let me close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Satan answered, Does Job fear God for nothing? Verse 10. He said, Have you not made a hedge around him and around his house and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hand and his possession is increased in the land. When you read the book of Psalms and he said, The angel of the Lord encamped, run about them. He's talking about hedge. It's the same thing, hedge. Encamped around his head. Head. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, whosoever breaketh the head, the serpent will bite. I think it's Ecclesiastes, right? Ecclesiastes. Whosoever breaketh the head, the serpent will bite. How do you break the head? By negative speaking. You break the head. Job said, Hey, I'm not safe. Oh, I'm not safe. Many people don't know that. Hey, what happened to Job can happen to anybody. You have to do what Job did before you experience what Job experienced. In his own mouth, he said, I was not in safety. Neither was I at rest. And yet trouble came. I was not in safety. Was this man not safe? Satan testified this man was too fortified. He was too defended to be attacked. But he said of himself, I'm not safe. He said, the Ghana, we are not safe. He said, things are very tough. He said, the economy, we are He said, you will have what you say. It's a spiritual law. It's a spiritual law. You will have what you say. You will have what you say. You have what you say. I pray that from tonight. There's an angel also. Wait. There's an angel that can take a coal of fire and put it on your tongue and sanctify your tongue. Maybe that angel must visit us tonight. <laughs> Isaiah, he said, uh, and I saw an angel and he put a coal of fire and taught my tongue so that the tongue can be sanctified. So you can speak. Most of the time, a lot of people pray good prayers and they cancel all of it with negative speakings. No matter how positive your prayer life is, if you don't train your tongue to speak well, you will never have the results of your prayer. You will never have the results of your prayer. Is that simple? You will never have the results of your prayer. Because you see, most of the time, after we have prayed, Satan can complicate matters just to get you to say the wrong thing. Yeah, he will try his best to get you to speak the wrong thing. Because you see, Satan, we just told you that Satan is a fallen angel. And even before he fell, among the characteristics of angels, angels don't know all things. They don't know what you are thinking until you say it. Satan does not know what is in your mind. That's why what you say is powerful. He doesn't know what is in your mind. He can't read your mind. He's not mind reader. Satan has not got that power. He can only know your mind through your words. Yeah. He can only know your mind through your words. 
And just like all of us, we can only know what you are thinking when you speak. Is that not it? Yeah. Satan can only get you on your own words. When Jesus came into confrontation with the devil, how did he defeat him? By speaking. What did he speak? The word. He spoke nothing but the word. Nothing. Every word Jesus quoted again and again. And it is written. 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 Hear me. If you keep what is written on your lips, what is happening will always line up with what is written. If you learn to keep what is written on your lips, no matter what is happening, what is happening will soon bow to what is written. Because everything shall pass away but my word. Everything. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 40 verse 8, the grass withered and the flower thereof faded, but the word of our Lord endureth forever. He says, my covenant I will not break nor alter the thing which has gone out of my lips. He said, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Had he said it and shall he not do it? Had he spoken it and shall he not bring it to pass? In the book of 1 Samuel, he said, he that keepeth Israel, he said, the Lord of Israel shall neither repent for he is not man that he should lie. Can somebody say an amen? amen? Keep the word of God on your lips. No matter what is happening, keep it. You can't fail. You are blessed beyond the curse. You are above holy and not beneath. You are well and healthy. There is no way you will die before your time. No matter. Keep the word of God on your lips and you will live to fulfill your days. Stand on your feet. Afraqa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afraqa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Never, never be the same. Never be the same.